On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the chance to chat with Will Lorenson from Customers Who Click. Oh man, what a great conversation. First of all, I gotta say that him and I clicked. That will be the last pun uh, of the day. Just kidding, it will definitely not be the last pun. But yeah, him and I had a great conversation all around customer experience, customer service. You know, his whole goal is to help e-commerce stores really have an incredible customer experience that, you know, jives with uh, the customers who are coming to their website. And if the customers are not purchasing, figuring out why they're not purchasing. And so that is what he is super passionate about. uh, And it definitely showed just an amazing conversation. Really appreciated Will and uh, everything that he brought. And I think you guys will as well. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially before we begin i just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor gorgeous look if you're looking to scale and improve your customer service without scaling your headcount i highly recommend gorgeous Gorgeous is the number one help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce stores. It combines all of your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your support team tons of hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. With Gorgeous, you can easily use machine learning to automate responses to your most frequently asked questions. And if you're on Shopify, you can edit, return, refund, or create an order right through Gorgeous. This frees up time so your support team can focus on complex questions. Brands like Olipop, Deathwish Coffee and Steve Madden have reduced their response times and increased efficiencies. And I just want to say that we use them at every single one of our brands and it saves us tens if not hundreds of hours a month. So book a demo at gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S today. And mention the Secrets to Scaling podcast for two free months. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back here with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I have with me Will Lawrenson from Customers Who Click. Will, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, yes, absolutely. So for people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm Will from London, UK. I'm a customer experience consultant, so I help D2C brands with uh, well, customer experience. So conversion rate optimization, lead generation, marketing automation, post-purchase experience, loyalty, retention, everything kind of post-advertising. So once you've actually got this person's attention, how do we convince them to purchase from you? And how do we convince them to stick around, purchase from you again, ideally, or at least leave a review, maybe refer a friend. You know, how do we get the most value that we can out of this customer? 
Absolutely. I, I was really looking forward to having this conversation because, uh, you know, we normally just talk about acquisition, right? For me, you know, owning multiple brands, I, I know how incredible it is when you deliver an incredible customer experience um, and how those people stick around and you have greater customer lifetime value and all that sort of stuff. Talk to me about the, the nuts and bolts of, of what you do, because this is not something I've ever systematized. It's just like, we just give good customer service or, or good whatever. Can you talk to me about, like, walk me through how you do it uh, and, and do like, are there steps? Like w- just walk, walk me through the process. Yeah, sure. So, I, I mean, fortunately, as you've, you've kind of said, there are some brands who just get it and it's just, it, it's something they will always do and they don't compromise on it, which is great. But there are a lot of brands out there who, you know, maybe they were started by someone who's just not got that experience. And so they just think, all right, well, we just need customer support. So we just need to do email tickets and whatever. I suppose the process, a big thing about the process is just asking yourself, if I was the customer, would I like this experience with whatever you're trying to set up? Mm. So many brands just go down the route of this is how everyone does it, or this is best practice, which is which I hate, and, and never really look back on things as well. So they'll put the customer service process in place, for example, and never really look back on it, never think, how do we improve this? How do we, how do we learn from it for the business? But also, how do we improve this for the customer? And that might be saying, well, uh, in fact, especially with customer service, because so many companies see it as a cost center rather than a, a you know an opportunity. You mm. get so much feedback there. But yeah, every company will basically set up a, a an email for you to to send emails to, or maybe you'll get live chat, and it's purely reactive. They deal with that one customer's issue, and that's it. When really you get all that feedback, and you could be saying, well, twenty percent of our customers who complained and got in touch had this problem. How do we fix this problem so that everyone has a better experience? No one has to contact customer service. We get more customers, more happy customers, and everyone's happy. Is there an the easy way, Will, is there an easy way to do that? To like be able to like, rather than just like your customer service representatives being like, yeah, hey, we keep seeing this one question. Is there a way like through, I don't know, through Gorgeous or through whatever, any of the platforms to actually be able to like identify like, oh my gosh, we're actually getting this question all the time. Or is that just manual work? Um, I, I think there's... A little bit of setup involved, right? You've got to set up some some categories, some tags in in something like Gorgeous, so that your customer service team can tag each uh, ticket that comes in, and then on a, a weekly or monthly basis, you can just assess them um, and have a quick look. What is the most frequent ta- uh, tag that's being used? What are, what are people asking about? And then, depending on the size of your business, you can also um, add sub subcategories as well. So if you take delivery, for example, just tagging delivery, and if you get, if in a month you get a thousand tickets, which you tagged as delivery, that's not only a lot of tickets to go through, but you're going to have various different um, issues in that. So you might look at questions like uh, how much is delivery? How fast is delivery? What providers do you use? Mm. Um, and you might find you can group that together uh, and you might have, you'll have other tickets, which is where is my delivery? which is obviously uh, a very different question. Which is a totally so would, different question, yeah. Yeah, so, so you just want to be splitting these out because also what is delivery? Uh, sorry, not is, what is delivery, where is my delivery? That's something you want to be on straight away as well. Mm, so it's absolutely. not only important that you're you're analyzing how many people contact you about that, but it's important that your customer service reps are actually seeing those tickets and, and responding to those as quickly as possible. Because those are customers, they're already displaying anxiety because they're having to contact you about the delivery. You need to keep them happy. Otherwise, Absolutely. you know, I, I saw a, a, a stat not too long ago, which was uh, one in three customers will abandon a business after one bad experience and 92% will abandon it after two to three, right? And that's that's not a world ending bad experience. That's a, 
my delivery hasn't turned up on when I expected it and I have no information about this. So yeah. what is going on? That's a bad experience. Even if it turns up the next day and, and, and you contact customer service and they say, yeah, everything's fine. Uh, it's, it'll be with you tomorrow. You've still had a bad experience, which makes you question whether you should buy from that brand again. Interesting. Well, let's talk automation versus not in the customer service realm. What are your thoughts on automating some of those responses? So for instance, if somebody asks, where's my delivery? Is having an automated response a good idea? Or is that something that you would do, would uh, advise people to have manually? So I would, I would have an, obviously an, an automated response to everyone immediately. Right, we've got your request. It's been assigned to a team member, and we'll be responding within whatever your uh, your response time is. You know, yeah. if you if you can say if you know your average response time is four hours, then say we'll be with you in five hours, something yeah. like that. And then you can. I wouldn't automate the response to the question because people phrase their questions in different ways. People have different meanings, but you know, there's different contexts and different meanings around the way people write their their customer service emails. So I would expect it to be highly likely that an automated response would be incorrect or, gotcha. or not quite, yeah. you know, not incorrect, but not quite answer the question, especially when it comes to questions which are quite a bit niche. You know, you might just get the, you, know, you might only get the odd question about it, but if someone is asking what sort of providers, what delivery providers you actually use and your automated response response is you can expect delivery to take three to five days. That doesn't answer the question, but that might be quite a likely response that an automated system would give. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I, seen that I, and it, it's not good. It's not good customer experience at all. <laughs> yeah, so what I would do is I would, I would try and preempt it a bit by saying we've, we've got your inquiry. Here are some articles and FAQs that may help you, but we will be getting back to you within five hours. So you give the, you give the customer the opportunity to find that answer, but, but making it clear that that isn't the response and you are actually going to have someone respond um, properly. Absolutely. So let, let's talk about when you go in and, and uh, into a business that you're going to be working with. Walk me through what that process looks like. What, are, are you trying to get some easy wins first? What, what does that look like exactly, Will? So yeah, I'll, I'll go in and do an audit, a full audit myself, um, which will be, uh, I mean, firstly, I will run through the website. Ideally, I'll make a purchase. Uh, it kind of depends what the client is at times. You know, if they if it's super high ticket, then maybe maybe I don't make the purchase. But um, yeah, a lot of the time I, I will actually go and purchase the products. So I've had the full end-to-end experience. I've received any post-purchase emails. Uh, I can leave a review. I can leave an NPS score. You know, whatever they've set up, I will experience it, and then I will be able to provide feedback on that, and and I'll be able to see where the gaps are. Mm. And then alongside that, uh, there's a dive into Google Analytics to see where we think the major funnel issues are. So is it getting people to view a product in the first place? Is it getting people to add it to cart? Is it getting people to get to checkout, complete checkout? Fortunately, these days, you know, with so many people on, on Shopify, checkout is reasonably good these days. So, you know, I'm seeing more and more clients with quite similar from, you know, visit, visit checkout to complete checkout rates. Um, as long as they're within, you know, similar price levels and relatively comparable businesses. What is that and number? Were, uh, what, what, what is that number that you're looking for, for initiating checkout versus actually checking out? If it's below 60%, I'd say you've got a problem. Okay. Anything above probably 70 is good, I'd say. Maybe 75. Okay. okay. Um, awesome. it, it still does depend on the business. If we're talking about average order values of less than $200, then I would want, yes, yeah, 70 to 80% probably. Okay. Um, okay. You know, these are people who, they didn't just add products to the basket. They actually started the checkout process. And for some reason, they've been scared off. 
Yeah. Um, but the majority of people should go and complete that. But yeah, once I've done that, it'll be, I'll obviously look back on my experience as well and say, well, you know, for this particular business, uh, loads of people are struggling struggling to get from the product to the cart, uh, sorry, product to checkout, right? So they've added to cart. Why aren't they, why aren't they getting to checkout? And then we'll start looking at uh, user session recordings, heat maps. So with tools like Hotjar or Lucky Orange to try and work out why people aren't actually getting there as well as customer feedback. So on-site surveys. So again, you know, Hotjar pop-ups. What is what is missing from this page? What's the one thing stopping you from completing your purchase? And, and trying to get that info. And you know, commonly it's around things. It's it quite commonly it's information or or like promo codes that the business has is providing and thinks is there and is obvious, but the customer is not seeing it. So it might be that you offer free shipping, but the only place you mention free shipping is in the bar at the top. Right at the top of the screen, which is gotcha. really common these days. Yeah. But I think customers have a bit of kind of banner blindness to that now, right? Mm. People don't people don't really look at those. They're expecting to see whatever information there. But it means that when they're actually looking at their product and they go to add to cart, there's no mention of free delivery around that add to cart. And then on the cart page, again, there's no mention of free shipping or no confirmation that they've achieved free shipping by hitting that threshold. And then they get to the checkout. And one thing I do... I do find a bit annoying about the Shopify checkout is you don't see your shipping fee until the second page of it. That's right. Yeah. Which means people have to fill in their details. And I commonly see the most drop off within the checkout is on that, that page. Mm. People don't want to fill in their details. It might not be because of the shipping, but that that's the biggest drop off. If you get people past the, the shipping details page, yeah, then you get pretty good. Uh, you, you'll get decent conversion. But yeah, like I said, it's, it tends to be information that people are looking for and requesting but the business thinks is on their website because they've placed the link to it. You know, they've written the the copy and the page for it. Yeah. And they're so used to seeing it. You know, if you ask them, where do you, uh, where do you mention free shipping? They'll immediately say to you, it's at the top of the page on every page. They know it's there. The customer doesn't. Totally. Totally. So how do you get business owners to actually audit their own sites? Like I, I can imagine that doesn't even work. Like, do you have third-party people who come in and do that? Or do you get their friends? Like, how, how does that work? Uh, what, as in to, to get individuals to give feedback on it? Well, I'm just thinking, like, as a business owner, I'll look through all the websites that we have, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that seems, like, super obvious. But for me, like, you're telling me that that's not, like, that's not obvious to a customer. So how do you go through that process? Do you find third-party people? Do you just do it yourself? How do you ensure that you're actually, you know, getting to see what the customer sees instead of you also having blindness because you've now seen this website yeah. for a while. Yeah. So it's, it does start off with that kind of me approach that I just look over the website, identify things with, with things like that, that won't normally come from me because again, I will see that free shipping on site and think, well, it says free shipping there. Yeah. But obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. I, because, because I do this so much and I look over so many websites, I know that so many websites have it at the top there. So yes. it's pretty much the first yeah. place I will look to see whether they confirm it there. But then you'll see in the, in feedback that you get from people on the website, they're asking you how much is shipping or mm. how do I get free shipping or other questions about shipping or other questions about, uh, about returns as well. Yeah. And so if people are asking that question, you've got to say to yourself, well, people aren't seeing where we've got it on site. So yeah. we need to make that information more prominent. And there's a, a thing called uh, bulleted reassurances, right? Which is where in key places around the website, like uh, add to cart, like checkout, you have several bullet points, which will say things like free shipping over $50, free returns within 30 days, depending on the business, you know, 24 seven customer support, totally. that sort of thing where yeah. it's, 
you know, the customer's convinced themselves or the product page has convinced the customer that this is the right product to buy. Yeah. And then just as they're about to click the call to action, they see those three bullets and they go, sweet, I'm going to get free delivery on this. If I've got an issue with it, I can return it and customer service is always there for me. So yeah, let's get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, what is your secret to scaling? Um, It's understanding the customer. Right, Speak, speaking to customers, not just these pop-ups, which gather feedback and not just customer service, but actually emailing customers individually, getting on the phone with them, having conversations around them, partly around your business, but also generally, what is it that convinces them to buy? What do they look for on websites? And you get so much information from people. And it's, it's not just the information, it's the wording and the language they use. Yeah, so one of my clients is their product helps with kind of neck pain, back pain. Right. And we've we've used so much wording around that. So, you know, this product fixes your neck pain, no more neck pain, no more back pain, no more shoulder pain, things like that. We ran some customer surveys uh, not too long ago, a couple of months ago, and so many people mentioned stiffness, neck stiffness as their way of wording it. So um, we actually haven't we haven't got around to testing this yet because we're in the middle of a, a site uh, a site overhaul. But that's that's wording that we need to start looking at, right? Yeah. So instead of instead of just neck pain, using neck instead stiffness. of generic neck pain. Yeah. Yeah. Neck stiffness because you might actually get loads of people who are saying neck pain as a generic term, but actually if you said to them neck stiffness, they'd be like, actually, yeah, that's what it is. It's not just pain. It's totally. it's stiffness. So it's, it's that sort of feedback you get from actually speaking to customers and, and understanding them and then also understanding you know for this business in particular it worked well you know understanding what are some of their issues with purchasing what are the concerns and the anxieties around making the purchase and a lot of feedback we got was they've bought similar products before and they haven't worked yeah so how do we convince them that actually our product is the one that's going to work or don't worry because if it doesn't work you'll get a refund totally there, you know, totally. There's a just reassuring them. so you know, we are really confident in our products and we think this is going to help you. But if it doesn't, don't worry, you just return it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got three more questions for you here, Will. Uh, first yeah. one, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? It's probably Hotjar. At the moment, I use it almost every day. Um, looking at those responses that people give, looking at heat maps, um, yeah. session recordings. It obviously can't be my favorite yet because I haven't used it, but there's a tool called Ribbon App. Uh, I think it's ribbonapp.co or .com. That I want to check out. It's a an interview tool where you you install it on your website, and you've, it's got two modes. You can either have live mode, which is basically where you sit there, um, it's on, and it will display a little pop up, a little button on your website, which says, "Would you be happy to join an interview?" Or we'd, we'd like to interview you right now about your experience. Yeah. People can click that, and it will it will jump them straight into a video interview with you. And the other option is to uh, book in a time. So you can say to people, we'd, we'd like to have a chat with you. Can you book a 30-minute time slot? Uh, and this allows you to interview people who are on your website and experiencing your website. Wow. So not just a general kind of, we'd like to talk to you about whether you have neck pain or what sort of shoes you like. It's you were on our website. You were browsing our website. You were on this particular page. We'd, we'd like to chat with you about your experience. Yeah. So it's, it's something I want to, I want to test out. Um, I, I've got a couple of clients I'll probably be looking at that with. But um, yeah, I think that looks really cool. Yeah, that's um, quite like the idea. Of, I quite like the idea of trying to get a customer service person sat in that. So have it as the live option and just have them open on another tab. They could be dealing with customer service, and then whenever someone jumps in, they they just jump on a quick call with someone and get that feedback. Yeah, that oh, that sounds absolutely incredible. You're getting my uh, my wheels spinning here. Uh, another question for you: What is your favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? I, quite, I really like Noah Kagan's. 
podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just he's the he he's the sumo, sumo guy, right? Yeah, yeah. His interviews are really like interviews are super interesting, but also the the ones he does on his own are really good as well. It's just yeah, it's just really interesting stuff. He might talk about something he's up to, um, talk about a new app or something that he's trying out, or a new I don't know, like a new diet or or training or something that he's doing. Yeah, just really interesting. But the two that I listen to pretty much every week. Uh, not marketing, not business related at all. Uh, one is Off Menu, which is a food comedy podcast hosted by two comedians here in the UK. Oh, awesome. um, they get a, a celebrity guest on and they ask them basically their dream meal, like yeah. everything from what water they want all the way through to their like dessert. Um, really, really good. Highly recommend it. And the other one is called uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Um, okay. <laughs> again, another uh, it's another British podcast, but it's uh, it's, it's it's quite cringy at times, but it's just funny. It, again, like the, the guys who host it are all like radio presenters or like you know they they used to speaking, they used to kind of talking. So yeah. it's hilarious. It's it's so good. Uh, it's the most random thing you'll ever listen to. But awesome. yeah, once you listen to it, you'll you'll be hooked. Yeah. Oh, that's great. One more question for you, Will. Uh, if you could sit down with anybody who's alive right now for an hour, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, any of that kind of stuff, who would it be? It'd probably be Sir Alex Ferguson, the uh, the ex, the, the former Manchester United manager. Oh, okay, um, okay. Being, so I'm, a, I'm being a, a North I'm, American, I'm like, who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who? I'm a, I'm a massive Manchester United fan. He's he's one of the best managers ever, uh, most successful managers ever. I, I read his book called Leading. I think it's yeah. called. He co-wrote it with the the guy from Sequoia Capital. Michael Moritz, I think his name is. Okay. So yeah, it's just all about his approach to to management and learning and constant improvement. Um, and yeah, one of the yeah, it's just it's just such an interesting book. And obviously, as a Manchester United fan, I think it'd be amazing to have a chat with him. Not not just about the Manchester United stuff, but generally that you know his approach to constantly trying to improve. Um, and I think some of the stuff, some of the stuff from the the football aspect, you can still apply to business. So he would say, like every, I think it was roughly every five years, he would overhaul the squad because wow. even if it's basically the same people, he knows there's changes to be made. People get complacent, or someone's getting a bit too old, and they need replacing. Yeah. And you can kind of look at it and say, well, every now and again, you should be at least looking over your website and and thinking, well, we've had this process in place for twelve months. Yeah, could we actually be improving on this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think. No, it's not just the football stuff. I think there'd be loads to actually really learn from him. I think that'd be amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Great answer. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on here. Really, really appreciate your time today. I think people are going to get a lot out of this episode. Where can people find out more about you and connect with you? You also have a podcast. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, yeah, I've got my podcast. It's Customers Who Click, available on you know iTunes, Spotify, all the normal places. I do have a website, customerswhoclick.com. It's a little bit of a work in progress at the moment, overhauling it a little bit. But uh, the best place, if you want to learn more from me uh, or chat to me, it's LinkedIn. I post a lot of content on there, tips, advice around marketing and customer experience. Yeah, very responsive to messages. So yeah, just add me, mention that you heard me on a podcast and just, yeah, ask questions. Awesome, Will. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Cool, thanks for having me. Cheers. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity 
and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.